0: This is Tort Talk with Terrence A. Gross, a board-certified personal injury lawyer. Hello and welcome to Tort Talk. This is the podcast put on by the law firm Gross & Schuster, and I am pleased every single episode to be joined by Terrence Gross. Now, who am I? Well, I'm Paul Stadden. I own the microphones in the studio. I stand in for you. I ask the questions that hopefully are on your mind. And don't worry, if you have questions that you want to have answered by Terrence, you can put comments on these episodes and let us know, hey, we'd like to hear about this in the future, and maybe we'll get to it. But as for right now, I want to make sure I say hello to Terrence and welcome him back into the studio. Terrence, thank you so much for joining me again. Glad to be here. Well, I'm glad you're here too. Uh, we've been talking for several weeks now about this, well, I'm going to say ongoing, whether you talk about this particular skirmish or the entirety of history of Palestinians versus Israeli, uh, It's ongoing. So last week, we talked about the accusation that Hamas is justified in their actions. But let's talk about some accusations towards Israel this week. Now, I've heard this for a long time that um, Israel is committing, quote, genocide on the Palestinians in the Gaza.
1: Um, What do you say about that? Well, first of all, if you go to any dictionary and look up genocide and basically, my definition would be the intentional elimination of a certain race or religion, just indiscriminately. We, the best example, of course, we always draw to is the Holocaust mm-hmm. in uh, World War II, where six million Jews lost their their lives. I mean, for no other reason than being Jewish. So that was genocide, and and the, with the populace being eliminated in, in cities throughout Poland and Germany, that were thriving and still hadn't even recovered to, to uh, this day uh, in many cities. So that would be genocide. Um, are, are there killings that go on on both sides? Yes, there are. Uh, unfortunately, there are. And even when we're not at war like we are, there's always skirmishes. There's always something going on in an Israeli. Uh, soldier may re- react to some Palestinian boy throwing rocks at him or pipes or, or glass mm-hmm. or something. And, and, and we could point the finger, but the, but genocide is the elimination of a race and really of armies that we've had in the world that I know of. Probably the most humane army I've ever heard of is the Israeli army. I saw an interesting picture uh, the other day, and it was a picture in a hospital, and you saw two people that were... Undergoing care for obvious wounds, mm, mm-hmm. one was an Israeli woman, and the guy next to her in the ho- same hospital, in a cot three feet away from this lady, was a Hamas soldier, and the only giveaway was that his wrist was handcuffed to the uh, ah, to the bed. Okay, and okay. he was getting medical care. Right, um, I remember. A story. Let me go back and tell you a story. Because okay. we're talking about yeah. genocide. This is stuff yeah. that people don't hear about. I can't tell. You, I can't date it, but I'm going to say less than ten years ago. There was a lady, a, a Palestinian lady, or an Arab lady, or a Muslim lady, that had acid mm. thrown in her face for some indiscretion by a fellow Muslim. Mm. Horrible scarring and disfigurement. Uh She was taken to an Israeli hospital, and they treated her with rounds and rounds of plastic surgery, trying to restore what they could uh, so she could have some semblance of a face and Mm -hmm. so forth. She was released and went back to where she came from. Within a year, she came back. Okay. To the same hospital, was sent back, and guess what? Hmm. She... Was wearing a vest of dynamite to blow up the hospital. She'd been recruited by whoever, right. and and that's how the favor was returned to people that showed all those benevolence. All the doctors, she was going back and 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 almost got in there, and 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 it mm. could have been uh, carnage. So the, the this whole thing about genocide is it, it's, it's just a fiction. Uh, I said on my last program that twenty percent. Of all Israelis are Arab, of mm-hmm. some sort of an Arab, a, a Muslim, Palestinian, whatever you want to call them. Um, and they live together in a melting pot. And Israel is a tremendous melting pot. Even the so-called Jews are melting pots. Some mm. are from Russia. Some are dark-skinned from Morocco. Moroccan mm-hmm. Jews, There's a lot, there were a lot of Moroccan Jews. And, and from France and from whatever... And it's a tremendous, you go to Tel Aviv or Haifa, they're Mm. thriving cities and and a a tremendous melting pot. But this whole thing about uh, uh, genocide. So if if the Israelis were akin to the Nazis, because that's that's our best example of genocide. How come before they bomb a lot of times, they send out leaflets, Mm. they drop leaflets from airplanes, Saying please get out of here because we're about to blow this place up. Right. Why do they purposely put a dud bomb first, maybe, on a building and then and and you know, minutes sure, later put the real yeah. stuff. Yeah. So who who does that? Who does <laughs> that? Even with this recent war, they've told the people, please get out. Get out, because we are going to eliminate Hamas, <laughs> and if they're in Gaza City, that's where we're going. Right, and and I understand there is an argument. I, there is a compelling argument. I've heard this that some people are un, unable to get out. Uh, so I heard a speaker, and really, it was it was a liberal, pro-Palestinian speaker, but they had a good point. And her point was: let's go back to Katrina in New Orleans, Hurricane mm-hmm. Katrina, and the people were told to evacuate. You and I would do what? We get in our cars, pack right. our family, and we're gone. Right. Right. Well, oh, what if you don't have a car? Right. What if you don't have a credit card? Where, where are you going? I mean, you. we would have a game plan. We'd have either a motel mm-hmm. or, or a relative we could hook up with. So what if you don't have the means to evacuate? I get it. Right. Th- th- there is some truth to that. So I'm sure there are some Palestinians that are caught in the crossfire right now because they, they had nowhere to go. I mean, leave, leave our home and go where? Right. With what? We have no money. We have no food. We have no water. I understand that. But again... Israel did not deal these cards. These cards were dealt by Hamas. In fact, I'll tell you about another interesting video. It's disappeared. Uh, I wonder why. Hmm. There was a video that came out about two or three weeks ago, and it was the video that you we've sort of seen over and over again since Israel started invading, but you had a Palestinian mother with a small dead child hmm. in her arms hmm. that obviously had been killed in a bomb, bombing raid, and she's crying and wailing over this child. And guess what she's saying? Hmm. This is on you, Hamas. The blood of my child hmm. is on you. And all of a sudden, you see people coming in to hush her up. Because hmm. she knew and spoke out in her grief. She didn't say this is on you, Israel. Right? She said, Hamas. So hmm. that, that that's just a mere example. So how many people are just scared to death? Pal- regular Palestinians, not jihadists. Right. They're not all jihadists. If you go back to Nazi Germany, not everybody was a Nazi, right? Right. But you probably had one third of the people maybe were Nazis or Nazi mm-hmm. sympathizers. One third was probably just scared to death, and 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 and, and whatever. And one of the other third were you know whatever. But at the end of the point, end of the thing. So I, I would not blame a Christian person in Nazi Germany for not taking in Anne Frank's family. I don't blame Mm -hmm. them for that because Mm -hmm. then you're jeopardizing your own family. And I wouldn't ask that of anybody. So I don't blame Mm. them uh, because uh, they they allegedly turned their back. Well, you get to Palestine. It's very... Some of these people are scared of Hamas themselves. Mm. And and they say, oh, they were elected. Uh, I wonder about that election. I don't think that was a regular United States Democratic uh, election. And, and and the people that have spoken out, that have been many people, they just disappear. They're, they're gone. So any dissenters are silenced, mm. um, and 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 the, and that just gets me. And when we talk about genocide, and we talk about the support, and and, and these college campuses are just driving me crazy <laughs> uh, with these students that uh. they just are not they're not well versed. They're not giving much thought to anything, but the the. The gay people and the transgender that are parading and are sympathizers of the Palestinian people, of the PLO, go over there. Why don't you fly over there and say, hey, I'm gay. I'm here for you, brother. What is going to happen? What are these tolerant uh, Palestinians? You're going to be off a building, killed, shot neutered castrated whatever are you kidding me i mean i mean just read up a little bit i mean yeah the, it, one of the most intolerant religions around and here you are in america and you can openly openly say you're gay you could you may not you may get a weird look and maybe some joker makes a comment maybe archie bunker says something so what you're not throwing off a building archie's not killing you he's not castrating you and the freedoms that we have so uh, there was a rally uh, today here in Pensacola, Florida, at University of West Florida. One of my Jewish friends was uh, in an opera. We need to stop this. We need the to... I said, dude, there's the First Amendment. Mm-hmm. The First Amendment, they have a right to peacefully protest. We may not like it. Mm-hmm. And if the KKK wants to, KKK wants to come next week and do something, they have the right to do it. And when you limit their free speech, you're limiting everybody's free speech and and we went back and forth these emails right and, right but for what they stand for it, it doesn't matter what they stand for long as they're not saying let's kill all jews if it, right if, now you've crossed the line yeah uh, that's yeah. not a protected speech not all verbiage is protected
0: that's no, the shouting fire in a movie theater thing you know uh, making threats or slander and libel i mean words can get you in trouble, of course. Um, there's a lot more to unpack on this topic, Terrence. I hate that we're out of time for this particular episode uh, because we could easily go in far more detail. I mean, you make the point about going over. I mean, Iran President Mahmoud Ahmadinejad. I mean, I know I mentioned this in a previous episode. Once said, "We have no gay people in Iran." Like, well, I, I, if you're telling the truth, that's pretty terrifying. Um, so, I'm I'm looking forward to talking next week about you know more. Would a ceasefire help? Would Well, tell, we'll say we'll save that for the next episode, Terrence.
1: Uh, tell everybody how they can get a hold of you. Well, if you want to talk to me, not on this issue, but my right. work number if you, for a personal injury case, for instance, because I, I am still an active practicing lawyer, and that would be 850-434-3333. We have a great website for injury cases, grossinschuster.com. But this is something I feel passionate about. And of course, I am Jewish. I don't hide that fact. And uh, I'm very proud to openly support Israel.
0: Well, I appreciate you coming in again, Terrence. I will talk to you next week. Thank you so much. Thank you.